With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We are back for the first Bashmania episode of the year. The first word of Bashmania for the year with my guy, Willie. My favorite child gave me this mug. Willie, do you have a child? <laughs> no, my sister gave it to my mother. <laughs> okay. Because, I mean, that, that might have taken the show in a whole different direction. I um, mean, uh, you know, who knows? I'm. We, we, we've got a lot to talk about, Willie. This show is brought to you by your great friends at Attack ATAC. Download the Attack app today if you haven't yet. Champions aren't born, they're made. Attack's a training app for athletes. Everybody's here to level up. Download Attack, they'll help you. Willie, this is going to be a hodgepodge of a show. Well, you know, <laughs> it's funny that I wanted to... Everybody's up in arms about wrestling, not wrestling, participation... Um, forfeits, what have you, right? The, the, the story of the hour is less wrestling. Yeah. And some of the excuses are there's a lot going on around the holidays. And people ask why I haven't done a show yet in a long time. And I want to say there's a lot going on around the holidays, <laughs> which is true. I mean, I mean, one, one factor of, of why we see less wrestling is a holiday. That's true. Right. But we're going to, yeah, it's a whole. Yeah. Yes. And no, though, because like, and, it, but we haven't know, done. The point is we haven't done a show in a long time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so no, there's a lot to get to. I, I haven't either. And I am planning on having dresser on, um, on Friday because I was texting with Carr. He's my guy. And I was saying, dude, I love in the midst of all this chaos dresser came out last week did a press conference three days before the scuffle. And before anybody answered, asked any questions, he took his phone out. He went through the lineup, wait by wait, and said, yup, he's competing. No, he's not competing. Panero tweaked his foot. He should be back for Wyoming. Uh, Carr, Coleman, we're resting them. They're old. Like He went through NFL-style injury report. And I thought That's it all was, we ask. And I thought it was freaking great. So I'm gonna That's have all we ask. I, yeah. And it's you know, it doesn't have to be a state secret, right? That's man, by that's the way, rare in, in look, wrestling and correct. Yeah. And I told Carl, I'm like, I'm having Mom Bashmania instantly. I think this needs to be put in a spotlight where great. Oh my listen, we both have had coaches freak out over us because we say an athlete's injury. Okay, Panero has a hurt foot. Is somebody gonna try to come take his foot out next week? Like Come on, grow up. And I and I get it. And I'm not asking for people to disclose injuries. But my point being, I guess we'll start, you know, we'll talk about the tournaments. But before we start talking about the tournaments, like you said, a huge topic 
was, and and I'm more sensitive to it even than most fans because I'm trying to help promote and market the sport. And when I take time out to put a thing about, you know, Ridge competing and then not competing and then saying, oh my gosh, O'Toole, Carr, and uh, Shane could all be at the scuffle. One, two, three, this never happens. Right. Yep. And then it slowly starts unwinding. And as you start to hear a lot of the reasons why people weren't wrestling, Ben Askren said that Keegan O'Toole basically thought he was wrestling. And the coaches yeah. said, he's not 100%, so we're not going to put him out there. Carr Dresser said he just wanted to rest him. Um, Ridge had, had travel issues. Holidays or not. I don't even think a lot of this is holidays. I think this comes down to, yeah. I don't know if you put that article out yet about how low participation is with like number <clears throat> of matches wrestled for an all American 10 years no, ago uh, compared to now, which I is ran the numbers. I was so, so a little bit, I was so incensed about what we, and what we thought we would see. And, and there's two, there's two issues here of why I got upset. Well, three, really. One is the difference between what we think we're going to see and what we ultimately see. Yep. Okay? Because that's just... If you tell me that the field is 7, 9, 12, and 15 in the country, I'm like, okay, I'm prepared for that. But if yep. you tell me it's 1, 3, 5, 7, 9, 17, and 19, then I'm all geared up. And then when I do get the teens, uh, it's a letdown. Right. It's it's sort of I'm not mentally prepared for that. Right. If you if you tell me I'm going to see Tom Brady and then I end up seeing um Mac. What's his name? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. It, it's different. Right. Yep. Um. So it's number one. It's the. It's the marketing of it and, and the not knowing Two, it's the participation because we have less teams participating in the holiday tournaments overall. And now they're spread up amongst three. And the debate was had back in the day when the scuffle, when they were first founded, you know, there was a beef back then too. It was like, Oh, it's watering down one or the other. Um, well, I said that I'm like, should we combine all three? And and I only said really soldier salute because soldier salute simply takes Iowa away from one of the two big ones. Yeah. And it gives all the teams, that went to the soldier salute a third option. And you already have all these teams yeah. who, you know, I know some of these teams did go to like Iowa state went to collegiate duels and then wrestled some guys, but like you have collegiate duels and soldier salute now where you saw Penn state, Iowa, Cornell, Iowa state's um, starters. You see all these guys now not competing. And like you said, a lot of it's expectations because we're expecting these top matches. We're expecting a tournament of the caliper where you can't turn away all day versus it ends up being the tournament where you're tuning in to see certain matches. You know, friends are texting, yeah. hey, so-and-so's wrestling, so-and-so in the quarters. I really got to watch this one. It, right. it changes the whole dynamic completely. And I had put out, so everybody agrees, just throw it all in one tournament, right? And you you said absolutely not. And, and other people did too. There's well, a lot of people who don't like that idea. Right. Twitter's hard because uh, you only get a certain amount of characters and you don't get some nuance to it. But I say absolutely not. But with the caveat that my dream scenario is is probably far fetched. I say absolutely not. But maybe 
if I'm not going to get my way. And my way would be build up all three. Everybody, every college program go to a tournament. If there's, if every D1 program goes to a holiday tournament, there's enough that three can still be interesting. Now you take away half the teams that didn't go anywhere. And now you have a problem, but um, yeah, between, between what we expected to see between the, the number of teams that didn't go anywhere. And then the cherry on top, when we did get to the brackets, the forfeits. I was so just going to say, we got kicked when we were down. Yeah. It's all of a sudden I had tweeted out, um, Harvard, one of Harvard's lightweights had seven matches. He lost in the opening round. Then he had seven matches in the wrestlebacks to take third. Three of them were medical forfeits. Three, including the final two, the Concy semis and the Concy finals. So tell both them, of them right? were so tell both of them were medical forfeits. Yeah, you know what? And so my research is a little um I mean, I call it research. What I did was, I'm going to put this in an article form, but I'll release it here first. Um, I looked up all the All-Americans. I looked up all the All-Americans from 2012. Matt McDonough, 125 first. How many matches did he have going to NCAAs? He had 39. Okay. Take the second place guy. How many matches did he have? 37. Right. I did that for every All-American in 2012, and I did it for every All-American last year. And you know what the difference was? 29% less matches. The average All-American in a 10-year span wrestles only two-thirds of the schedule that they used to. And that is not that is not accounting for the newfound trend, because I didn't have time to look at all that stuff up, but Diego Sotelo, right? He took third at Midlands. On his record, will go three bouts that he never wrestled. Yeah. So when the when the number goes in the system, it'll say he's thirty and seven, but really he's twenty seven and seven. And it also goes on another qualifier. It goes three times on their record too as a loss. So it, not only are they down twenty nine percent in total matches wrestled before NCAA's, um. It's probably even more than that because it, the medical forfeits count on the record. So, and there's certainly more medical forfeits than there was in 2012. Now, I have been talking to coaches the past couple of days, and I say, "What's the reason for it? What's the reason for it?" And they just say, "Willie, you're going to have to buckle up because it's the new reality. It's the new reality, and you're shouting at clouds." And I, well, I mean, they didn't say that, but yeah. At the end of the conversations, I feel like, you know what? I'm grumpy old man guy. I'm grumpy old man guy. That's the only way to put it because the wrestling that we knew, the college wrestling that we knew, that's dead. But do you think that if enough people are complaining that things, I don't, if, if there was going to be any changes, I do think it's going to come from the gross amount of complaining out there that this is ridiculous. When ticket sales go down, when streams that's go what, down, that's when, what it is. When when these things happen, which which that's all a result of complaining too. Like if if you or I or anybody else is complaining, the physical reaction from that is going to be not going to an event, not traveling to an event, not promoting an event. Did you see uh, 
Extreme Arena? There's nobody in it. And that's Iowa's hub. Did you see Midlands? Smallest crowd. I mean, last year there was no crowd because there was all kinds of restrictions and it was late minute and last minute notice. And anyway, don't count. That's an outlier. Yeah. But that's the smallest Midlands crowd I've ever seen. It was nobody in Extreme Arena on the heels of nobody in the arena for World Cup. I didn't really see what the crowd looked like at the scuffle, but that's when that's when you have change. It's not going to be because Willie shouts and Justin shouts at the mountaintops and, and the fans argue, oh, you need a you need to wrestle. The change will happen when Midland's shut down because they can't afford to operate. You know what the funny thing is? And, and we could talk about the drama because it, it was all over my timeline because I posted the video, but here you have a problem where people don't wrestle and people get disappointed. And then you have a situation where Spencer Lee wrestles a full bracket and wrestles Drake in the final, something nobody thought would happen. Right. You would have put a lot more people in the seats, I bet. Yeah. Come yeah. out and say yeah. Spencer's right. wrestling this weekend. Imagine if that's a good point. There were nobody in the seats because of the track record of forfeiting and not just for Spencer, because Spencer, I mean, I'm not going to blame Spencer. Spencer has a legitimate reason to only wrestle right. a couple Spencer matches. Spencer has the most extreme case. But 10 years ago, that place would have been filled to watch Spencer and Drake because there was no doubt in their mind that those two would wrestle. Yeah. 10 years later, there's nobody there because, oh, yeah, they're both in the bracket, but there's no way they're going to wrestle. Even Iowa fans. I, like, right? I, I tweeted, hey, Hawks, please give us Spencer versus Drake. Right. And Iowa fans were DMing me like, we know it's not going to happen. If you're own- yeah. and, and listen, the drama, we'll, we'll touch on it briefly. It obviously wasn't supposed to happen. All the rumors are that Spencer wanted Drake to medical forfeit because Spencer didn't want to wrestle the hole. He's still easing back into it. And then there was those antics after, which I typed out like 10 tweets, deleted them all. And all I put out was Spencer Lee um, after beating his teammate. You know, I, I do think like my reaction with, with people I was texting about it is I, I think that should be behind the scenes. I think that there's an element of realism and passion and emotion and wrestling. It's a very grueling sport, but, you know, it, it goes back to, to all the rumors that, you know, Spencer won't wrestle other guys in the room or why Gilman left. It, it kind of sheds light on that. I don't I don't hold it against Spencer. I don't like the the bad sportsmanship, but I don't fault it against him. I think by the time, you know, Cody had that long interview with him after he had already calmed down and was, you know, praising Drake for wrestling too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll get to that, but I, I just want to really want to drive home the fact that there was nobody in the stands because what has happened in the last five years has told us, don't go. It's not going to happen. Do you understand the gravity of that? I mean, it's just crazy. But, but yeah, Spencer. Um, Spencer, I, you know, for me, I saw it happen. I I thought it was heat of the moment stuff. Um, listen, it's been, it's been examined like the Zapruder film. Right. And and people are saying, um, well, don't look that much into it. Well, Spencer Lee, Spencer Lee and Yanni get scrutinized the most. People are expecting a reaction 
every time the match is over, no matter what. And I feel as if Yanni and Spencer do something, say something, act something, because they think they're expected to from the fans, no matter what it is. Like, like at collegiate duels, right? Yanni beats Panero Johnson and says, this is my weight. This is my weight. What I really don't think that's natural for Yanni to do. I think, I think. I think Yanni's he, been through a, a lot the last couple of months with the ups yeah. and downs, but also that's not his teammate. Like I, I was not about to spend my whole week in arguing with people on Twitter, but the reason I thought it was newsworthy of sharing yes. was if Brandon Courtney went and beat Richie figs in yep. the finals and said he wanted to go, he wanted it. Yeah. I'd share the same video. Well, I yeah, don't that, care that it the, was Spencer, uh, but the fact that it happened with Spencer and he's, you know, the team leader, he's the captain, he's the three-time national champ. The fact that it happens, whether in the reactions on my timeline were completely split. Oh, yeah. 50% of the people said, toughen up, you're soft, this is wrestling. The other half said, don't like the bad sportsmanship. It, right. it wasn't swayed either way. The reactions were, from from my viewing. Yeah, good. I mean, the, the, the Hawkeye report people and, and the people that, you know, you're saying oh, we're on one side, we're polarized on one way. Um, they say, oh, this is nothing. This is big deal. Big. It's nothing burger. Listen. You can't say that this is nothing. And also the, the same people that are saying it's nothing. Calm down. Are the same thing or the same group that thinks Spencer walks on water. Okay. You can't have it both ways. Spencer cannot be the greatest, the biggest face in the sport, which he is right now in college wrestling. Uh, he cannot be the biggest face of the sport. And also that happened and people not talk about it. Right. Right. I mean, when Derek Jeter sneezes, when Joe Montana had to stop the tie issue that overanalyzed everything. Right. So Spencer Lee being the biggest face, he does that. If he did that to Brandon Courtney, we'd be like, Oh, that's a little wrinkle, right? That's a little chip on the shoulder of Spencer. You do it to a teammate. Now it's even going to be exacerbated. Correct. Right. And so, you know, I, I can't think I of another you, example of that. Can you of what a teammate, a teammate? beating a teammate and then, yeah. Having like a little bit of a chirpiness, whether it's back and forth, one way, either way, whatever. Yeah, that's why to me when I saw it, because I I I missed the match initially. We had family over and stuff, and I went back and watched it. And after I go, wait, what just happened? Like that, it, it caught my eye more than anything because it was a teammate. That's what I think was. If that happens in a normal match, I don't care. Great. The the well, news me, aspect was the right, team. Right. You know, I've always been. You know, you're asking these guys to be freaking hard-headed warrior, and then you're also asking them to control their emotions and not celebrate and not maybe push no, off. No, let them celebrate. Let right? them go I mean, crazy. Them do I don't thing. care. Yeah. I've always been that way. And and the same here with Spencer. What makes it interesting to me is the whole the whole script of it. Yeah. And what I mean by that is Videos were circulating after the semis. Spencer, clear as day, said I'm done, something I'm done. to the effect of, okay, I'm done, right? So, okay, 
confirmed all our suspicions. We're not going to have Drake and Spencer in the finals. Okay. You couple that video with what happened at then then Spencer and uh, then Spencer and Drake are going to wrestle and you're like let's see what this looks like. One, I don't even know if I believe it's going to happen and number two, if it does happen, how much is Spencer really going to be into it? He obviously doesn't want to go. He just said it. Yep. Okay. So then you have what happened in the finals and Spencer very clearly says to the corner that's what he wanted. He wanted it, right? Which says to me, Spencer didn't want to go in the finals. Drake wanted to, probably Tom wanted to, and Spencer said, I'm the alpha, and yeah. that's what you get, okay? I don't think there's much... I don't think it's as bad as what people... Uh, some people think, oh, that's terrible sportsmanship, and that's this and that. Um in fact, I, I'll be honest. Do you want to show up your teammate like that? Probably not. Especially when he's a young pup. Especially when he's the heir apparent. You probably don't want to show him up. But at the same time, you got a chip on your shoulder. You're making me wrestle this match? Okay, I'm going to beat your ass. Okay? And I think that like that exact reaction would not surprise me when guys are in the room. Then I, I would expect that. Like, leave me alone. I'm not 100%. I'm not going when I don't have to. Okay, you want it? I'm going to give it to you. Right. And he went out there, and, and he looked damn good in that match. I'll tell you right now. I'm that's a Spencer best... right up in my hot drinking. <laughs> that, that's, like... that's the best Spencer I saw in years. We need to, like, piss him off more often. Yeah. Because he, that he... is the best Spencer I saw in a long time. Um, yep. And that's not me overestimating Drake. Drake's really good. Um. But Spencer looked mean, boy, and and Spencer looked untamable. But yep. I agree that you might not want that. Uh, some people might say that's a bad look for Spencer. Obviously, Drake and his family are not going to be real thrilled about it, right? You 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 face mushed me, then you mean mugged me, then you said on camera that's what he wanted. Okay, they might not like that. Might not be the best look. But that was Spencer's reaction. And Spencer has been persistently the 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 face of the band. I Spencer pisses me off sometimes for being too sanitary. Um, that's why I don't know. I, I'm not going to say I liked it, but I think for once, Spencer was himself. Far too often, I think. Spencer knows that he needs to publicly speak, right? He knows that he's the face. He's almost a politician. And he says the good things outwardly. He says he says the good things. He says the things he should say. He's always been a good little soldier that way. Totally. Represent the program the way that it should. Represent myself the way that I should. Say the kind of clean, wholesome, sanitary things. Um, and for once... Spencer acted like he just let his emotions go. And yeah. for that, we we kind of saw a little realness in him. Yeah. And that's why my final like decision with the caption was just Spencer Lee after beating his teammate. It, it wasn't, you know, it's like there's a lot you can say one way or another. Yeah. Listen, he's also a college kid. All these kids are young college kids. Yeah. You know, Spencer's older than some. 
<laughs> but for the most part, they're all young college kids. And, you know, I, I know I said it, I only say it one more time, but like if David Taylor did that to Bo at the Olympic trials, I would have posted the video and I would have been talking about it. Okay. This well, wasn't like an say... Iowa thing. Cause I know some of the Iowa fans, you know, come at me with the angle of all oh, the Penn state bias. Okay. Well you say I've never seen it like that with college teammates. Right. And there has been a few occasions. You don't see it often. There's a few occasions in an open tournament. This guy wrestles this guy and they get a little chippy. Um, but it's never a big deal. It's never it's never two stars like that. Yeah. Right? I'll tell you when I saw it. And it wasn't it wasn't so much like mean mugging, like it wasn't that what we saw with Spencer. It was kind of clowning around. And that was Bubba Jenkins and David Taylor at the East Stroudsburg Open, up right up here, when David was a true freshman. And I didn't know it at the time because that's in November. That's in, like, November, right? And I didn't know it at the time. But we came to find out later that those guys were beefing because Bubba didn't want... Bubba didn't want to wrestle, but he did want to wrestle. But then Kale said he had to wrestle, but then whatever. Then Bubba tried to fail out. Anyway, Bubba and David are wrestling, and Bubba's just trying to, like, mess with him and play with him. Yeah. He's just, like, clowning around. And I was like, this ain't a good look. See, I don't remember that. That's but, the only again, I I, I'd be posting that video. Right. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? So... Why do you keep saying that? Do you are you saying that because some Iowa fans said you're trying to make people look bad? There's a lot of people that if something happens with another school, the one of the instant reactions is you wouldn't post that if it was two Penn State kids. You of only course. post that because you're, you know, you're a Penn State fan, so you're putting, you know, a spotlight uh, on something. Exactly. So th that's uh, the reason. Um and for most the most Spencer Lee in Iowa, it is also crazy. There is no doubt that that fan base is wild. Yeah. And the team itself and where it stands, you can have all the opinions in the world. But that fan base and what they do within the sport of wrestling is crazy. Yeah. That tweet where I posted the video... And it wasn't, yeah. you know, a million and a half views. 20 right? second clip, million and a half views. And that's not why I posted it. I thought it was newsworthy. I like to randomly post what I what I want. But yeah, it's crazy, man. Iowa fan base. And a lot of the people that were commenting, uh, some of them probably just don't know who I am. So they don't have the context. Most people who listen to the show know. Yeah. And I, I love the Iowa fans that tweet me like, hey, we appreciate the show. And I had one guy tweeting me like, dude, you're the only one who said when DeSanto and, um, who was it? DeSanto and Marinelli maybe making like their senior level debut is like, dude, I just want to cover new stuff. Anyways. Yeah. Soldiers salute next year. I really hope that they do just roll it into Midlands or the scuffle. Well, I don't think it's going to happen because no matter what the women's side of it is a very good tournament. And I think they should definitely keep that. And I think you know if what? they keep the women's, they're going to keep the men's. I, I, I don't think, I don't think, I truly, truly think I'm, I'm not saying this because of shock jock. I think the old 
way of testing yourself against the best multiple times a year is gone. I, I showed well, you the yeah. numbers. I'm going to post the numbers. It's down by 30%, just sheer matches. Um, and, and I don't think we're going to see it anymore. I don't. I think Tom Brands and the teams that went to the Soldier Salute are perfectly fine with what happened. I think they're perfectly fine with getting in some matches. I don't think that they care that Pete against we didn't have three ranked kids this weekend. Uh we didn't face three ranked kids this weekend. Um I think they're just trying to get uh, frankly I think they're trying to get reps in. Yeah. Um it's hard to it's hard to uh fault the teams that went to New Orleans, right? It's hard to fault oh Iowa State was supposed to go to the scuffle. They didn't send all their guys. Penn State didn't uh Nebraska, you know, they won Cliff Key, but they didn't do anything this weekend. And and it's fault a lot of the New Orleans teams. So I don't think like I don't expect Penn State and Iowa State next year to do both. I, right. I just don't think it's going to get better. Um, I think the new reality uh, is that it's going to be lighter. It's going to be lighter. We're going to see less matches. And and as I said before, I feel like I'm, I'm looking at myself. I, I'm the I'm the grandpa yelling, "Get off my lawn!" I have to get over the fact that. Wrestling, the wrestling season is not going to be what it was when I was younger. Um, it's going to be quasi exhibitions do until th- January. Do you think people not competing in the medical forfeits are one and the same? No, no. And here's why. Here's why I don't buy it. And here, here's why. I it, listen. I, I I've been ranting about this, right? I've been ranting about forfeits and not wrestling and less participation and path of least resistance. And I have, I have some D one wrestlers saying, Oh yeah, Willie. Cause you know what it's like to hold down your weight and, and bang, bang, bang against the top guys in the country and uh, deal with some injuries. You know what it's like. So you're talking out your ass. No, no, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm saying I understand that. I understand that. But I also understand that not every time that a kid forfeits, he's hurt. He just doesn't want to wrestle. He just doesn't want to wrestle. And that's fine. Okay. That's fine for that kid. If I'm supposed to wrestle you bash and I just don't feel like wrestling. You know what? I'm not saying that you need any reason in the world. It's your prerogative. You don't have to wrestle. But if I say I'm not wrestling, you know what that does? Number one, it hurts the sport because of viewership, right? It's a match we didn't get to see. You're telling everybody to watch. There's nothing to watch because you ain't wrestling, okay? Number one. But number two, and the most biggest import to this, is that you, Justin Bash, who came to this tournament to compete, you don't get an opportunity to notch a win, okay? It also sends a very bad message to younger kids, which... Jake Herbert's going to come on the show next Friday and talk about younger kids competing. Cause that's a whole nother thing that was talked about this weekend where 
you have these kids that I think Bo Bassett wrestles every single day of his life. And I hope that he... Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. Well, first thing, I don't think that the college kids or the Olymp- you know, the, the senior level guys, I don't think they owe it to anybody to wrestle. It's their prerogative. If they, if, you know, J.O. is my dude. This is my favorite guy in the world. I love him. But he forfeits out of every tournament, right? <laughs> That's his prerogative. He's That's- also like 38. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but they do owe it to their fellow competitors in the bracket in college. And I say that only because seeding is everything. Seeding is everything. Listen, if the problem with medical forfeits is not that I think you're lying, you're not hurt. Although sometimes I think that. Uh, It's not even, well, we don't get to see it because they could say back to me, tough shit. Tough shit. That's right. Tough shit. It's just my my unlucky day. I don't get to watch. I wanted to watch you. I don't get to watch you. The the crime in it is that if the tenth ranked wrestler and the ninth ranked wrestler are supposed to meet in the Conti semis at the Southern Scuffle, and one medical forfeits, it don't count. You the guy that forfeits don't get penalized, and the guy that wins doesn't get credit, and that's bullshit. Well, and I saw it's the typical response that, you know, well, what if somebody's actually hurt? Well, the problem is, like, Corby was sending me numbers that there was 1,546 matches wrestled at Midlands and Scuffle, 84 medical forfeits. That's 5.4% of all matches. 5.4%. And guess what? 32.5% of all medal bouts at the Scuffle. 33%. 33%. One third of the medal matches were forfeits. And you go look at, and you can say, okay, well, it's Southern Scuffle. It's Southern Scuffle. All that matters in March. Oh, really? Because last March we saw a forfeit fest everywhere, including the Big Tens. Yep. Big Tens was a debacle. So, yeah, Big Tens was one of the biggest jokes I've ever seen. And you can say, again, once again, you can say, I'm hurt. Jaden Ironman forfeited. Michael Kemmerer forfeited. Do I believe you're hurt? Yes, I. I really. I know Jaden was hurt. I know Kemmerer was hurt. But it took away opportunity for other guys to notch wins over them. It has to count as a loss. I don't care if you're really dead. It has to count. Well, and that's the other thing too is that whether it's you, Corby, somebody listening who likes to do like these stats and math and all that, it seems to me on the surface that the people who end up winning the tournaments are not the people typically forfeiting. That's right, baby. That's that's and that's the point, too. And that's my contention. Okay, if Jaden Ironman is too hurt to wrestle in the fifth place match at Big Tens, Right? It's a pretty good indication that he's going to be too hurt in two weeks and not up to par, not up to the t- typical Jaden Ironman level, right? Is that a correct assumption? Is that a yes. pretty fair assumption? Yeah. Okay. And then what did we see? We saw exactly that. 
Okay, so then why should Ironman keep his seed that high? A full, a full feed, healthy Jaden Ironman? Sure, but he just told you that he's not fully healthy. So if he just told you that he's not fully healthy, bump his seed down because he's not 100%. Yeah, And, and, he- and what I mean by that is count those medical forfeits as losses. And I think it's, you know, it, it's interesting because it's like, I, I love Carr. And as much as I want wanted to see him and O'Toole this week, they are still going to wrestle three potential times. The wrestle and the duel, they could wrestle at conference and championships and, at, and potentially at NCAAs. So I, I understand the side, especially some of these kids like Carr aren't even making the decision. Coach is trying to do what's best for them and say, well, like you hey, said, it's, we're going it to rest sounds, It sounds like neither Carr nor Keegan made the decision. It sounds like the coaches that was on the coaches, right? That's so, what it sounds like. And, and the more and more. I know. I know that the, the more I bitch about this, the more D1 wrestlers think that I'm trying to be like macho man, like. Don't, you know, Willie's telling us we ain't tough if we forfeit. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. You, I've said it for a long time. College wrestling is the toughest sport in the world. It's the toughest. Wrestling's the toughest sport. College is the toughest level because it's nonstop. It's keeping your weight down. It's five months long. It's banging and grinding and folk styles, you know, really tough. Um, maybe tougher than freestyle, really. Um. Well, with some... riding and, and and working against the joints and stuff like that, I am not calling anybody's manhood out. What I'm saying is, if you're hurt and you can't wrestle, it should count into seating. That's all I'm saying. I, I agree, and I also think that it's important if there are wrestlers listening that think we're just poo pooing on them. While a wrestler is 100 percent, not 100 percent, most of them are only caring about winning a national championship. Right. You and I don't give a damn about winning a national tournament. You and I are marketing the sport, promoting the sport, wanting the sport to grow. So, of course, we're going to come more from a place of what's best for viewership, what's best to move the sport forward, what's aggravating as a fan. I do have a bias that way because when I'm looking at if if all the – right. 30% 30% less college matches nowadays among the elite, among the all-American, 30% less matches. Um, you can look at that and say, okay, that's the way the sport's going. That's best for my athlete. A pitch count, a, a lesser load is better for my athlete. You can say that. And that's a, that, 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 could be, that could be right. You and the athlete know better than me. I'm just a talking head. But where I'm coming from is that's 30% less time. Instead of 10 times, I get to see Austin O'Connor. Now I get to see him seven. In 2012, I got to see all the stars 10 times. In 2022, I get to see him seven. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay? So it's hard to grow the sport. Um there's nothing that you go out and you spend the same amount of money on and get less back. Right. You're, you're, you're you're taking three of 10 matches away and asking to grow. It's not going to happen. Correct. 
And that's why it's not a thing. And I had put out a tweet when I had said, like, you know, I put out the article about these are the top 10 matches I'd like to see this weekend. And nine of them weren't going to happen before the scuffle even started. There was only one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and here's another thing. You know why freestyle? Or, you know why nobody cares about freestyle? Well, because there's no college association. And there's no season. Mm-hmm. There's no season. How can you? It's like. Uh, there's no team. There's no it's, season. That's like just going to the end of a movie and watching it. Right. It's like going to the end of a movie and you watch it and. The, oh, that's neat. Uh, yeah, because you're not surprised. You're not excited. It doesn't hit you deep. It doesn't. There's not that emotion because you didn't follow the whole story to get to get the emotion. You have to know all the facts going into it. And and for freestyle, there's just people don't know what they're looking at. Right. And um, yeah, it's, it's just bad. You know, we can get over this. You know, one thing we need to talk about and, and why it hurts so much is because when you want to talk now, now let's talk about what we learned over the past couple of weeks. Let's talk about what we learned at soldier salute. Let's talk about who surprised, who did good, who's coming out of the woodwork, who's not wrestling well from soldier salute, from Midlands, from Southern scuffle. You know what the answer to it is? You know what the, you know what the predicate is? to this whole stuff that we've been talking about. We didn't learn anything. We nothing happened. Well, that's we like went a... through three tournaments and it's like, yeah, so what? Nothing even what I mean, not much mattered. No, and, and there was a lot of there was a lot of chalk wrestling, or there was a lot of wrestling that was like okay at 125 pounds at the Midlands, for example. Barnett, the one seed, takes out Brandon Courtney, the two seed. That's yeah, chalk. A one beats a way, two. The questions are, oh, my gosh. It, you know, is Pat Glory going to be in there? Is Brandon Courtney and Richie Figs are they going to wrestle each other? What? And then all of a sudden, all the storylines kind of get taken out, and it's a chalk, you know, win. It's Right. And, and you know who's the X factor? You know who's kind of an X factor because he wrestled about four matches last year. You know who I really wanted to see? Killian Cardinal. And what did he do? I, I want to move on from the freestyle portion. I mean, a forfeit portion. I want to move on to it, but you, you almost can't. Well, it's like look because at Killian the- Cardinal goes goes to Midlands, and I'm like, great, we're going to see him against some top flight guys. He wrestles the first day, and then he forfeits out. Well, I've got the Midlands results pulled up, right? So you got 125 pounds. Barnett beats Courtney 6-2 in the finals. Diego wins by medical forfeit over Dean Peterson for third. Jack Medley wins over Cardinal for fifth medical forfeit. (laughs) So it's like... Yeah, but Cardinal, Cardinal forfeited out of the front side. Yeah. He never even lost. Okay? So... Love Tim Flynn, but I, I don't I don't understand because this is what you're telling me, Justin. What you're telling me is I'm Killian Cardinal. I'm gonna fly across the country. I'm gonna go to Chicago. I'm gonna go to Midlands. I'm gonna get a top seed because I'm a I'm a former AA. I'm gonna get a top seed, 
And probably the first two guys are probably going to be um, probably two of the worst in the bracket because that's how seeding works, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to wrestle two matches, and I'm going to forfeit out. So you're telling me that you jumped in a plane from West Virginia. You went to Chicago. You, you weighed in. You said, I'm going to wrestle the two worst kids in the bracket, and then I'm out. That's what your plan was? I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't either. You want to talk about a couple of the – there was a couple storylines, takeaways from each tournament. You want to talk about Midlands and Scuffle a little bit? Yeah, I want, whatever you – All right, so I'll, I'll tell you a couple storylines for me that were interesting at Midlands. Um, I thought Doug Zapp continues to impress me. I, he's I think, I and think by the he's way, right there. And by the way, did you see his tweet? No, no, I don't think so. Which one? <laughs> because, oh, I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Crookham from Lehigh made the semis and then lost, and then defaulted out. And they, you know, Lehigh put up a graphic. Uh, Ryan Crookham made semis, defaults to six, and Zap comes over top and says, yeah. But why? Why can't you wrestle back? Yep. And he said, If you're injured, you're injured. Say that, but don't. Um, yeah, yeah, looked good this weekend. He beat Parco four well, three. I thought Zap wrestled really well. I was impressed with him. I, I he's I right think, there, dude. He is. I, I know, I know. I, I, I thought the one thirty three pound bracket was actually really cool. Um, with Kolioko in a wild one with Bird. He, he um, in the quarter, that was that was a quarter or a semi, and yep. then um barely hung on, and then he also beats Cannon. Kolioko is a tough hombre, and I've just been waiting for him to bust out. He has, you know, big, big spot here over Cannon and Bird. Yeah. Um, Quincy Monday, it looks like we've got the answer that he's he's at 65 for the season. He looked good. He beat Hamity. I, I believe Princeton confirmed that he's staying at 65. I'm assuming the weight cut was just too bad. He made yeah. it a couple times. And What do they do with Glory? Weighed in at 133 or was entered at 133 and then didn't. I don't know if he weighed in or not. He was entered at 133 and then he, well, yeah, he was going 125 and then he was going 133 and then he didn't go anything, which says to me that for him to maintain a pace to make 25, he couldn't have weighed in at 33. He would have had to weigh in at like 28, 29. And still make and still wrestle 33. So it says to me like he was way over. Like he wasn't even close. So who knows? Who knows what we'll see? And I think the implication there is, I mean, to me, and I don't want to poo-poo anybody at 125. Um, every 125 is my favorite weight. I'm sure there'll be lots of kids, lots of division one wrestlers that listen to this and say, F you, Willie, uh, if they wrestle 125 right now. Um, but frankly, if there's, it's a, it's a bummer because I feel like this year, if there's no glory and Spencer Lee's in the field, I feel like there's almost no drama. Um, there's almost not drama if Patrick glory is there, but at least it's somebody that can maybe score a point on Spencer. Right. Um, now Next year, when Spencer's gone, Patrick Glory's gone. 
you have a really dynamic weight. Who's going to come out on top? I don't know. It's interesting. But right now with Spencer and this field and no Patrick Glory, it's it's a snoozer. Yeah, it is. Um, Dayton Pitzer had himself a tournament. He did. He did. And a lot of people, um, a lot, you did. The Bronicles had a good tournament too. Uh, Danny Bronicle beat somebody on the front side. And then the other Bronicle won it, beating Amos in the finals. But Pitzer, a lot of people were asking about Pitzer. I had him 41 on my big board, which I know right now is looking like Willie, you idiot. Uh, that's way too low. And I loved him coming out. I mean, he had a real chance to make like PIAA history. He won a state title as a freshman at like 170 or something big. Like he won a big boy weight as a freshman. And then he lost his whole year. And then he won a title at like 82 or 95. And then he won a title at uh, 215. So he was a three-time state champ and missed the whole year. The problem with it, so I loved him. And I loved his, you know, he beat T.J. Stewart last year. He's really good on top. He's always been great on top. He's Robbie Waller kind of school of wrestling. Um, the hard part was he was kind of a tweener, so I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know what weight he was going to go. I, between 97 and heavyweight, I'm like, I don't know if he's big enough. If he if he's a heavyweight, he's going to take a couple years to grow into it, and he might try to make 97 and be a too much of a pool. That's number one. Number two, he didn't go to Super 32. He didn't go to Fargo. He didn't – I mean – Yeah. And, and so I didn't knock him down because of that. I just had question marks about it. So mm -hmm. that was that was Dayton Pitzer. But, you know, he pinned uh, Schultz. What do you make of Schultz loss? His second loss of the year. Schultz seems like one of those guys who is at that point where he takes a couple losses and it's becoming less shocking when he takes a loss. But if he went out there, I've already said time and time again, I think it's Kirk's weight this year. I think Kirk wins it. But if Schultz went out there and win it, I wouldn't be surprised. The yeah, kid clearly has the talent. He's got the skill. I don't know if there's, you know, you never know. You've said it before. You don't know what's going on with a kid. If he goes through a breakup, what's going on with his family. If there's a health thing, nobody knows. It, it's so hard. And, and Colton's like, I look at him and I think there's got to be something going on that he's just not a hundred percent right now. Maybe that's an excuse, but he's just, he's so good that, I, I don't really – I think if I'm an Arizona fan, I'm a little bit less hopeful for NCAAs, but you still know he can do it. He can do it, but you're not picking him now, right? And, you know, who knows? It's hard to – when you start getting in your three, fourth year, third, fourth year, it's hard to keep the fire lit five months a year, Yeah. right? And this is a kid who went – this is a kid who – won trials was on the world team so he he had to keep his flame lit for 12 months so um and by the way it, and here's and i'll say this too to kind of tie this back with the earlier theme i'm glad he went i think it's in his interest that he took a loss from the standpoint yeah. of know where you got to grow know what you got to do different to win a, a national championship it the wrestling fans lose if Schultz doesn't wrestle this tournament because, well, I don't need to wrestle that. I just want to win a national championship. 
I'm glad he went. I'd rather these guys take losses and you see the ups and downs throughout no, the year. The, makes it so much freaking, more exciting. That's the freaking benefit of hitting good tournaments too. How do you know what how do you know what holes you have in your game if you haven't been tested? Yep. And Arizona State, like Schultz specifically, I don't know their schedule by heart, but I don't think they see too many too many more top dogs at heavyweight. I mean, well, you his, figure the schedule, if you took his schedule from the beginning of the year, it wasn't that bad because he would have seen Paris and maybe like Hendrickson at um, Vegas. He didn't because he lost to Neville's and then um, he had Midlands. And I mean, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce the Harvard kid's name. I know you do, but he had a good win over him, pinning him. I think he's ranked like seventh. That was a good win. You know, four out of the five top, four out of the top five guys at heavyweight are Big Ten guys: mm-hmm. Kirk, Paris, Big Tone, and Davison. So, you know, I'm glad he went. It's, it, it seems like a lot of these coaches are going to start being more and more strategic. But yeah, um, uh, Soldier Salute, you are learn anything there. No, no. I mean, uh, I, I think was, you you said it best. They got reps in. They got reps in. It was a Hawkeye party. Um, Murin over Rachi, Rachi over Etchemendia, which was. Seven. By the way, I Iowa posted like Ohio State's Etchemendia. He's not back at Ohio State, right? Was he just wearing Ohio he, State singlet or something? I I don't know. I, I didn't want, want them. I didn't want I didn't them to think I was match. like trying to correct them no, but I he's saw at they... like Iowa Central or Iowa Lakes or Iowa okay. something one of those colleges yeah I don't I didn't know because they said like over Ohio State such a many I'm like I don't think he's back at Ohio State yeah yeah um Assad beat Berge in OT Warner beat Franklin yeah not much um we didn't learn much there so let's go to the scuffle what did you like uh North, North Dakota State balled out I mean they put five in the uh yeah but will it wasn't the, half it wasn't half their guys dude he drives me nuts with his tedium <laughs> he drives me nuts that's if how jason bryan does to me sometimes jason will, will jason like... does it too <laughs> jason does it too he, he, he's, so in case if you didn't see i tweeted north dakota state put half their team in the finals which i mean half their starters right i mean five weights out of ten half they of put their guys guy in the finals <laughs> seton hall pirate who is really like a wrestling uh numbers guy dork you know number cruncher he's like well, they had 16 entries so they didn't put half their team they put five of their <laughs> shut up i was cracking up your response don't be an idiot um <laughs> well i i knew that somebody that could go that direction but i was like why would they they know what i mean so a couple things about scuffle um what do you make of date and fix i think he's fine i think he's good that was a close win, and I, I think sometimes when you see a star like Dayton not get like a major or this or that, you give it a second glance. I'm just glad he's wrestling. You know, I, I think, yeah. listen, to he's definitely got a – I know you've picked Dayton every year at NCAAs, but you got to lean Roman this year, not just because I lean Roman he's 2-0. Year. Oh, but... I lean Roman this year. You know, it's, it's a, a really weird thing. If they hadn't wrestled before – Take away the two finals matches. Would you still lean Roman? No. If you just saw them competing? No. Because I think I would lean Roman. I know uh, I'm obviously yeah, yeah, biased. Yeah. But... Now? Yes. Correct. Like right now. Take away yes. their 
matches in the past. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I cannot differentiate, though, between um, freestyle and folk. I cannot. Dayton beats guys all over the world. Right? He's one of the best in the world. Day- Dayton has beat Thomas Gilman in a best of three series to make the senior world team. It's hard not to pick against that. Yeah. Right. But Roman's very good at what he does. Um, and you know, you make a Dayton fix. Also, he didn't just, he didn't just do that to win, to make the world team. He went and won a silver world medal. In Oslo. <laughs> right. He made the finals that year. Right. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's always, it's always hard for me to pick, and they just happen, uh, you know. Roman and Dayton happen to be the two. I'm really close to both of them. I'm I'm kind of close to both of them, and I love yeah. both of them. Right? Yeah. It's both great kids. It, it it drives me nuts. I like. I wish they were different weight classes. I don't know, but um, you know, Roman. Roman is very patient. You make you make a point about. Well, if the score is close, you go back and take a t- closer look. Right. When Roman was wrestling Adasoff, I was going through my head. I was like, people are going to see this score. That that was a close match that just snowballed into a giant, like, discrepancy. Like, that wasn't an ass beating, but Roman left no doubt. Yep. And sometimes that's how, in folk style, with the riding time and the... You can just make a match. A match could be closer and then all it just expands. So Andrew Alir is at 41, wins OW of the tournament, beats. So in the rankings, Alir is ranked third. He beat fourth ranked Allen Hart of Missouri in the finals, um, 8-4. I know Earl has Cole Matthews, one, who just mm-hmm. won the other tournament. Real Woods, two, Alir is three. Would you do the same? Uh, in my crystal ball last week, I had or last update, I had Matthews, Woods, Bartlett, Alirez, and I think that's a tier. I I I don't see anybody else entering that tier, with the exception of Casey Swiderski. And I'm not saying, you know, you can say Willie, that's speculative. Yeah, that I think Swiderski could be in that tier. I don't know if he is, okay? That's the only one I can see possibly getting there. I don't see Jake Berglund being in that tier. Um, maybe Alan Hart, but probably not. I don't think Brock Hardy. I, I think I think guys like Berglund, Hardy, Drogamuller, Happel, and Ryan Jack, I think, are in a, a, the second tier. But I think Matthews Woods, Bartlett, Alirez, I think is one tier, and I wouldn't be surprised if any of them make the finals. Who would you have? If you had to pick today, who would be, be your pick to win? 141. Because it's an interesting way. My thing with my thing with I, Matthews is I just think Matthews gets a job done. Somebody I saw somebody tweet the other day. Matthews is on shaky ground or something. That, no, he just He'll win three two, and he don't care. That's a, that's a winning three two is a far way along a ways from a loss. 
If that yeah, I, I think, you know, much like you say, it's hard to separate folk style from freestyle. I think everybody kind of forms a bias, an opinion, a perspective on a wrestler, whether they know it or not. Some yeah. people look at Seth Gross and think, man, this dude wrestles funky. He's not going to win this. Right. And then he goes out and blows somebody out, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's a it's one of those weights where, like you said, Cole Matthews continues to get to, gets it done. Real Woods could win it all. It wouldn't surprise me. Bo Bartlett down at 41 seems a hell of a lot natural. Yeah. He seems a lot more like the Bo Bartlett we thought we were going to see. Absolutely. I mean, I think Bo, I don't know what, what top guys have. Let's see what Bo has. Done. And by the way, talking about not, not being able to separate folks on freestyle. I'm still a little bit swayed by the performance Alira's had a couple of years ago at senior nationals. He got it. The kid got it. Where he just, <laughs> he went and steamrolled 65 kilos. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, this is a kid. A lot of people, I don't know. Some college fans don't follow wrestling. I saw a comment the other day that said somebody recently informed me that, uh, you know, how good Andrew Alirez was. And I thought to myself, what are you nuts? The kid was ranked number one in this country in high school. But some people just don't follow uh, high school, you know? And so... Northern Colorado, they don't get as much shine. You might not know how good Alirez is. Well, um, he has all the tools, and I think he's getting a lot better on the mat riding. Bo Bartlett, Redding, Lachlan McNeil, Cleveland Belton, Malik Hines. I, you know, Bo hasn't wrestled any of the top guys yet. I just the eyeball test. I think I think he's in that mix. Um yeah, and and Bo's had one of those schedules that's he he's had a lighter first half the season, but it's about to go through. I think a lot tougher of competition going through the Big Ten schedule. Yeah, really weird weight this year, one forty one. It is even in the Big Ten. Like if you look at the top four, it's ACC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean because what we the top two guys coming back with fifth and sixth in the country, right? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you don't see a weight clear out that much. Nope. Um, other things that scuffle 57 frantic beats Coleman close about as close as a match as one can have. Yeah. Cardenas third over G feller and G lost to Charlie Derricott, the backup at Stanford G uh, he'll, he'll make you feel all kinds of emotions. G feller. He'll beat, you know, a national champ and then lose to a backup. But Frannick over Coleman, Cardenas over Chief Feller. Griffith, I'll tell you, you know, just the same way, the same way with Cole Matthews. I think Cole Matthews will win 4-2, and he looks like he's doing nothing. He just knows how to win matches. And I had some people say, "Uh, why is Shane, is there something wrong with Shane? No, it just... He just wins. He'll get his hand raised. Nothing wrong with him. He's fine. Yeah. I, I think when he won the NCAAs a couple of years ago, I'm pretty sure his matches were pretty close. I don't think any of them were like. Yeah. Well, I have last year's pulled up. Last year he was runner up. Let's see. 
Let's see what his matches were last year. He went uh, Tech in the first match, then 7-3, 10-4, 7-6 over Wick, 6-5 in the finals. So he wrestles, you know, I wouldn't worry about a 3-2 win over Caliendo, who Caliendo is a strong kid. Tough kid. North Dakota State. Yeah, they they, they had a very good tournament. Plot over Mako, Whitlake over DJ Parker, another North Dakota State kid. Owen Pence, default over Louis Dupre, but um, great job by Lou, uh, Owen Pence getting to the finals in the first place because, um, you know, the server was there and Jackson Smith, who's highly regarded, was there. And Ethan Laird, he pinned I was Ethan just going to say, yeah, yep. Right? Isn't that who P- Pence pinned Laird, right? I believe so, yeah. I watched it with my, with my eyeballs. Um, that's a development. Is that not a development? That's That's probably the biggest news of the weekend. Well, and it's funny because going back again to the beginning, when I put out top 10 matches I wanted to see, it was Rocky Elam and Ethan Laird. And then we don't get that. And then here you have it where, and it's funny because Rocky would have been the one seed, I believe, and Laird the two. So it's funny. I don't know how it would have, if we would have seen the same matches. But yeah, yeah. Um, Laird taking a taking a pin there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the that's the holiday season. Yeah, and now it's it, it gets fun because now is it's January. It, it's the thick of the season. Tomorrow night, Cornell ASU. Maybe we get Yanni Parco. Maybe we don't. Um, that should What's be a really that on. Is that on flow? What is that on? That's yeah. It's a flow in Austin, I think. So probably like one of those no fan duels. Gotcha. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a lot of the conference duels start. I know Penn State, Wisconsin, Gomez, Gomez, Vanez. Vanez, that'll be be a fun one. We got to see Bo against some top guys. We got to see, we got to see Vanez against, well, we saw him against Manzona and then we saw him against Panero, but you know, there's some question marks for Penn State, and and we know that Van Ness and Bartlett are good. Just how good in the field? Um, yep. So, and one one senior level note: we were talking about this before. Yeah. Because people have been asking, USA Wrestling has not put out the official World Team Trials procedures. Yeah. And what everybody on the back end says, i.e., the wrestlers, what they're telling me. Is that they are they are being told for the eight out of ten weights where there's a returning world team medalist, the winner of the open in April advances right to final X. No world team trials, none of that crap in the middle. So hold up. So let's put it this way. The open, the winner of the open at weights where there is a medalist. Goes right to Final X. So that means Thomas Gilman has to wrestle at the Open? No, so Thomas Gilman's at Final X. Oh, okay, right. So whoever wins the Open goes to Final X to wrestle Gilman. Gotcha. Makes a lot of sense. The and... only world team trials that will take place is for the two weights where somebody is not sitting out at Final X. So is that the way they did it? That's not the way they did it. I don't think they've ever done it because it's always been... It's always been... Well, the winner the of the... Open... Open went to the world team trials, but there was Only a challenge a, tournament. 
Only at right, yeah. only at a non-metaled weight. We've also never had this good of a team where it's like eight out of ten guys it, metal, so it's a unique kind of year. Right. It used to be if you it used to be the open would just be for seating if there was a medalist at your weight, right? Do you remember how good the open used to be like five, six years ago? Yeah. It used to be awesome, and it sounds like USA yeah, Wrestling I, wants to make the Open great again. So I'm, but I'm I go with that. Right, that's what I was gonna say. I think I didn't know this. I didn't know that that this was gonna be the procedure. I think that that's gonna make the Open great again. Let's make make the Open great again. It, it's gonna be, and I think, and that's what all the wrestlers are telling me when I ask them like their schedule on competition. Did you go last year? You didn't go last year. Was the first year I didn't go. Dude, no, you gotta go this. I had a blast. I went two days so, early, stayed two days late. I mean, I normally go with, with Bashada and we stay at the Aria. We have so much fun. It's one of my favorite weekends of the I year. Know. Wait, my, I think Bashada did go. Did he go last year? I don't think he did. I think. Really, uh, the problem this year is my wife is due on the first day of April, on the first day of the Open. Dang it. Dang it. I'm still trying to figure out how to make Oklahoma State or, or Tulsa happen for NCAA's because she's gonna be she's gonna be pretty far along, but you know, still three four weeks to go, so it should be good. But I'm still waiting to hear back on getting us a suite because they said they were gonna go down the list, yeah. and everybody who tells me, um, was just talking to Clay over at the Cowboy Wrestling Club, and he was saying, "I'm gonna see him this weekend." He said, "Don't don't get your hopes up." He said, are, all the the vibe <laughs> I get is that there ain't no shot now. He said, because he said, are you coming? I said, well, you know, trying to see if I can get a suite. And he said, yeah, it's bash. Bash is like, I ain't sitting in those seats like a schmuck, like a regular Joe. I want to work the tournament and you can't too. work sitting. You, you no. gotta like the, the press pass is great to talk to the wrestlers, coaches, other people. But then you want to just go and either sit down and work or have a meeting with someone or whatever. A, and it's from a from a workflow perspective, it seems like okay, you try to get and I've been doing this for years. And it's like you want to get out a good product, but at the same time, where are you supposed to do it? Are you supposed to do it in in the tunnels where there's all kinds of noise? Are you supposed to do it in the suite? Are you supposed to, and when are you supposed to do it? Are you supposed to do it at the end of the day when who's going to watch it? People just watched wrestling for seven hours. I know. Right? And it's what the, the one good thing about being forced basically to not go in 2021 was it was so nice. I had Chenzo and I had Roman and Nick Leon. First thing Sunday morning, like they landed back in State College. We did an episode of the podcast. You're able to get stuff out, get graphics out, get all this stuff out. It's great, but like you said, it's... I've said that about tournaments a lot of times. It is often, Willie, why aren't you going to this tournament? It's it's easier to work from home. Yep. Uh, Especially, you know what, Worlds. Worlds is so much easier to do from far away because... Especially with the time differences, um, you can get more out. What do you, you know, at when you're at Worlds, you're going to be watching the whole time and then going down for interviews and then 
then you're supposed to get a wrap up and yeah. Yeah. So it's tough. So, so it's still up in the air. I mean, I'm definitely going to go through the process of getting a press pass and I, I'm hoping a, a suite can still happen. Well, you, we got to find dude. You got to go to Vegas, bro. We're going to squat the tournament. We're going to squat the arena one, one way or another. Like, Oh yeah. But so. I need you in Vegas, bro. My wife's due that day, literally the 25th of April. I think oh that's like the God. first day of the open. That's the day she's due. That's my baby. You know, I, I love to open because I love Vegas, but I also love to open for the wrestling. And now that they have cadet trials there, forget about it. That's my. Well, the open's my... also so fun, too, because it used to be where here you, you get off this high in the middle of March in NCAAs. And then you go to the open and you get two NCAA champions in the first round. I know. It's so crazy. And it's they're standing like, by that, by the, um, what is it? Not a platoon. What's the, that restaurant in the middle, the cowboy saloon. bar, the, the saloon, <laughs> the saloon in the middle. You're just standing there. Two NCAA champs walk by to go wrestle. And it's especially after coming down from NCAAs. And then you have two NCAA champs wrestling the first round. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, I'm bummed. Probably won't be able to make it this year. But you going to any duels coming up? Yes, I believe so. I don't know which ones. I but... have to do. You know, Penn State has. Um, I haven't been at a Penn State duel in years, like a couple years. The best um, duel I've ever been to was Penn State Ohio State when Ohio State was supposed to win. You was injured. One? I didn't go. I didn't go to that one. I was true story. That's the one where uh, somebody beat Colin Moore. Was that Shaq? Uh, yes, and then Kassar. No, Kassar beat him, I thought. Kassar beat him? I think. There was a late switch. Or was somebody, Kassar having... I don't, I, know if Shaq, I don't know if Shaq came in for Kassar or Kassar came in for Shaq. One yeah, of those there, was, there was something. But the night before, I was staying at Kale's house. And that night... I had so much adrenaline. It's a three-hour drive. I'm like, I'm just going to drive home. Cal's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, it's three hours. I'll be home in the morning. I'll go to church. Everything will be great. Yeah. I come down from the adrenaline high about an hour away from Rochester. Yeah. Fall asleep. Drive no off the road. I, yeah. I, all of a sudden, I go, duh, 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 going down the median of the highway. <laughs> and then I, no way. I was awake the rest of the ride there. Though. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was scary. I, as I turned, the truck was sliding against the guardrail. And I just kept driving straight. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even uh, stop to see if the truck was okay. I just, so, I'm like, so this year, Penn State is having two at Bryce Jordan. Mm hmm. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make either one of them because I have one of them's. I'm streaming number one. So number it's, one Blair. it's Michigan, Iowa is the 20th, 27th. One of them is the same date as 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 Blair Del Barton. The other one is the same date as Blair Sem. So I don't know uh, if I can. Iowa, Penn State at Bryce Jordan, January 27th will be a fun one that I'm trying to get to for sure. I went to the last two Penn State duels at Carver, which that I, Fellers tells fire. me all the time. I have to get to that duel. Fire, yeah, unbelievable. It's yeah, unbelievable. I, I, I want to get to that one. All right, Willie. All right, my man. Good to wrap everything up with you. Let we'll do another one soon. Let us know where you agree, disagree. Tweet us. You know we can't stay off of Twitter. 
<laughs> All right, buddy. Later. All right, see you, my man. And the beat goes on.